Welcome to the Saxon Psychology Podcast, made with Zencaster. I am your host, Dr. Justin Miller. I am a social psychologist and research fellow at the Kinsey Institute and author of the book, Tell Me What You Want, The Science of Sexual Desire and How It Can Help You Improve Your Sex Life. The end of the year is rapidly approaching, which means the winter holidays are right around the corner. These holidays mean a lot of different things to different people, but I can't help but associate them with sex because it turns out that this is actually one of the times of year when sexual interest and behavior reliably increase. So we're going to be talking about why that is today and explore some of the evidence behind this trend. We're also going to discuss why Santa Claus has become such a popular sex symbol and talk about what you need to know about getting it on over the holidays. We're also going to discuss how to avoid letting holiday stress spoil the mood. Before we get into all of that, I just wanted to mention that if you're listening to this podcast on Apple, you can now subscribe to Sex and Psychology Premium. This subscription is just $3.99 per month, and it will allow you to receive new episodes of the show ad-free, meaning you can enjoy uninterrupted sex. And who doesn't want that? You'll also get access to exclusive bonus content, including interviews that you won't hear anywhere else where I ask the experts to share their favorite sex and relationship tips. Treat yourself or some of the sexy people in your life to Sex and Psychology Premium, only available on Apple Podcasts. Okay, so let's talk about how sex changes with the seasons. To give you the breakdown, I asked Dr. Patrick Markey to tell us about some of the research he's conducted on this in episode 49 of the podcast. So let's revisit what he had to say, and then we'll take a deeper dive into it. You've done work on a lot of fascinating subjects over the years, and one that I briefly wanted to get into is some of the research that you've done looking at seasonal variations in people's interest in sex. So you published a study a few years back looking at changes in Google search trends across the year, and you find that searches related to porn, prostitution, and mate-seeking behaviors change. You know, they show this seasonal fluctuation. So what are the times of year when people are searching for these things the most? And why is there that seasonal variability? Well, this could lead nicely into dating because this is the time to go out and try to find the dates is when everybody's yep. out there all all looking to have sex or to, to ma- meet a partner. And so this research started based on previous research that was done examining seasonal trends and potential mating behaviors. And so what they in the past what they did is they looked at like birth, what time of year are people born, and then count back to when they probably were conceived and make a good guess of when that happens. Turns out conception peaks a little bit in the winter time. You can look at condom sales and you tend to have this bimodal pattern of sales being higher in the winter and the summer. Doesn't mean that's when people are using their condoms, of course, but it means when people are buying them. You can also look at things like STIs. And when people get diagnosed, if you count backwards to when they most likely caught it, it turns out they probably, on average, are more likely to catch it in the summer and in the winter and so forth. And we found the same thing with the trends of when people are searching for porn on the internet, when people are searching for sex workers, or when people are searching for uh, basically online dating, what we call sex-seeking behaviors, but it's online dating. And they peak in the summer and in the wintertime. And the neat thing is this is data that goes pretty far back and a little over five years. And you see this consistent pattern that always peaks in these times. And it's not like it's this dramatic increase, right? It's not like summertime, boom, everybody's pants are off. <laughs> but there are definitely these consistent pattern that's happening in it. And the reason why, I mean, so that's kind of neat. And it kind of started off with 
us discussing is do humans have like a mating cycle? And I don't know if this shows that humans have a mating cycle by any means, but it definitely shows there's a pattern to how we mate on average. And the reason why that happens is we have no idea. Nobody really knows. There's all these different theories. It could be two different things are driving it, which is probably the most simple explanation that, you know, summertime, we're all in our bathing suits all out there by the pool. Everyone's looking good. And wintertime, we're all closed quarters by each other. Whereas in fall and spring, we're just hanging out far with, with sweaters on. And so it might be those two different things are driving it. You know, people have suggested there might be fluctuations that happen in hormones and things of that sort. I haven't seen it. I mean, what the study's waiting to be done is simply in different geographic areas to see, do we see the patterns that happen as we get, say, as we get closer to the equator, does it go away? You know, we don't have seasons as pronounced mm-hmm. further. Nobody's ever done that. This study was done, you know, maybe 10 years ago or so. So I don't know if anyone's going to do it, but it was, it was, to me, it was a, a fun, interesting study. I don't know what the overall meaning of it is other than if you're if you are looking for sex, you're most likely to find sex in the summertime and in the wintertime. That is fascinating. And I really hope somebody does that study where they look at, you know, how these seasonal trends vary and whether they do vary in different regions around the world. As a follow-up to Patrick's comments, I should mention that he was looking specifically at Google search trends in the United States. So as he mentioned, I don't know if the same seasonal trends apply everywhere throughout the world, such as places where you have a pretty stable climate all year round. However, I have seen studies out of the United Kingdom and Australia that point to these similar seasonal trends. So we have this evidence that there are changes in Google search trends relating to sex and relationships that vary throughout the year, but that's really just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to people having more sex in December. As Patrick mentioned, this is also evident in a reliable surge in condom sales around the winter holidays. There's also an uptick in STD diagnoses at the beginning of each new year, which is kind of interesting in its own right, because if people are buying more condoms right now, they don't necessarily seem to be using them. Now, we also see that more babies are conceived in December than any other month. We also see that people are more likely to have their very first sexual experience at this time of year. And we also see an increase in sexual injuries around the holidays. That's right. Among other things, men are more likely to show up at the emergency room with penis fractures in December compared to other times of year. All I can say to that is, ouch. Now, a little sidebar about penis fractures, because we haven't talked about them on the show before. Despite the fact that erections are often referred to as boners, there are no actual bones in the human penis. Now, there are some animals that have penis bones, including walruses, and their penis bones can actually be up to two feet long, which is pretty big. So, Just as a little sidebar on top of a sidebar, I'm actually going to Iceland next year for a sex research conference, and they actually have a penis museum there that I am dying to visit. And among other things that they have in their collection are penis bones from various animal species. And you can see everything from the smaller ones, like the chipmunk penis bone, to the larger ones, like in the walrus. So I might have to do a whole show over there from the penis museum and take a lot of photos so I can share with you some of the fun things that they have in their collection. Now, back to penile fractures, right? So like I said, there are no bones in the human penis, but 
in the penis, you have what are called the cavernous bodies. And these are the columns of erectile tissue that run the length of the penis and they fill with blood during an erection. And they can rupture sometimes as a result of some trauma. And most commonly that results from forceful intercourse where somebody misses their target and they hit something else like their partner's pubic bone or a wall or, you know, just kind of depends on the context in which this is taking place. So that's a thing you probably want to avoid this holiday season so that you don't have to ask Santa to fix your penis. Anyway, enough about penile fractures. So why is there this increase in sexual interest and behavior in December? Well, as Patrick told us, you know, we don't really know for sure, and it's probably not just one thing. So I suspect what's going on here is that there is a biopsychosocial explanation, meaning there are probably some biological factors, some psychological factors, as well as some social and environmental factors that are all playing a role in this. So, for example, on the biological side, there might be some seasonal variation in hormones and neurotransmitters, perhaps due to differences in sunlight exposure at different times of year. Now, we know that sunlight is linked to the production of the neurotransmitter serotonin, and serotonin is this neurotransmitter that is very important in regulating mood. And that's why some of the most popular antidepressants are called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs. And an example of this would be Prozac. And basically, the way these drugs work is to essentially keep more serotonin in your system so that you can benefit from the mood-regulating effects that it has. So in the winter months, we tend to have less sunlight exposure than we do in the summer months, so we're producing less serotonin. And this is part of the reason why some people experience the winter blues. And in more severe cases, they develop what's called seasonal affective disorder. So what might be going on here, at least to some extent, is that people might be seeking out more sexual and intimate connections in order to compensate for negative mood changes that often happen at this time of year. But there's so much more to it than that. So on the psychological side, many people take time off work around the holidays or they go on vacation, which can relieve stress. And we know that stress, as we've discussed in many episodes of this podcast, is one of the biggest libido killers. So to the extent that you're lowering stress by taking time away from work, going on vacation, that can open the door to more sexual interest and activity. Now, travel itself can also potentially boost arousal, especially if you go somewhere new and you're seeing attractive people that you don't normally see. Plus, when you're staying outside of your home environment, you don't have any cues around that can potentially interfere with arousal and desire, such as seeing piles of laundry all over the house or piles of work and other things sitting around that you know you need to do. Now, it's funny, I've actually heard from a lot of people that they get extra horny when they travel, and that even includes when they're visiting family over the holidays. Someone once asked me why that was. You know, why did they want to have sex with their partner in their old bedroom <laughs> over the holidays, despite the fact that the whole family is in town? And in thinking about this, I suspect that what might be going on there is that there's some taboo element to it. So many of us didn't feel like we could have sex in our own homes as teenagers because our parents didn't want us having sex at all, <laughs> whether it was at home or anywhere else. But now, as an adult, you can kind of do that thing that was taboo for so long. 
And some people might kind of get a kick out of that. You know, this idea of having sex in their childhood bedroom, a place where, you know, they didn't feel like they could previously have sex because it was very much prohibited by their family. Also, it's potentially the case that being in your old room might remind you of some other sexual cues. So for example, all of your teenage masturbation or maybe sneaking around with one of your first lovers, right? So again, there could be potential other cues to sex that are present in that environment. And then on top of all of this, you know, in December and early January, there's a lot of merrymaking going on. So there are a lot of holiday parties and gatherings. People are drinking the eggnog and other alcoholic beverages. And so that might make people happier or more relaxed. And that can also open the door to more sexual behavior. So as usual, it's complex and the answer might be different for different people. But the takeaway is that if you're feeling extra horny right now, it's not just you, it's everybody else too. Okay, so we've been talking about seasonal changes in sexual behavior. And another trend that we see right now is that people often look for different kinds of porn around the holidays. So for example, around Halloween, you tend to see this rise in searches for spooky porn, right? People are looking for porn featuring vampires and monsters and zombies and you know all other kinds of Halloween creatures that you can think of. Likewise, around Valentine's Day, searches for love and romance start trending on porn sites, right? So we look for more romantic porn at a more romantic time of year. And, you know, on Thanksgiving, yep, there's even some, you know, turkey and Thanksgiving feast-themed porn. And also, therefore, not surprisingly on Christmas, there is a lot of jolly porn that people are watching. Now, there are lots of different types of Christmas porn out there. Trust me, I know because I went and looked for you so that you didn't have to in case that's not your thing. I did it for research purposes, of course, just to see what's out there. And there is a lot of Christmas porn, but especially a lot of porn featuring Santa Claus themes. And in fact, on some porn sites, you're going to find thousands of hits for this kind of stuff. And then in addition to that, if you go onto Amazon and you search for sexy Santa, you will find thousands of sexy Santa and Mrs. Claus and elf themed costumes, right? Which suggests that people aren't just watching this in porn, they're also role playing it in real life. So why is Santa such a popular sex symbol at this time of year? Well, it might be tempting to chalk this up to the fact that Santa's behaviors in general are just kind of a little dirty, right? He's really the ultimate voyeur. He loves to watch. He watches you all the time, including while you're sleeping. And presumably that means he's watching you while you're masturbating and having sex too. He's also always asking everybody to sit on his lap. Like, dude, really? And he's obsessed with figuring out who's been naughty, right? So you know, there is a lot of this innuendo that's built into the whole Santa Claus mythology. Oh, and then there's also that song, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, right? And, you know, ever since I became a sex researcher, and specifically since I started studying cuckolding, I now listen to that song very differently. So <laughs> I imagine that Santa is kissing mommy, and mommy's partner is sitting in the corner watching and enjoying it. So next time you hear that song, think about it through a cuckolding lens. I don't know. I just have this way of making every Christmas song about sex in some way. But that's enough about me. 
like I said, there's all this sexual innuendo that's built into this mythology that surrounds Santa Claus. But something else that might be going on here is that it's kind of a variant of uniform fetishism, right? In which people become sexually aroused by the idea of either wearing or seeing someone else dressed up in a specific uniform. And in the survey of sexual fantasies that I did for my book, Tell Me What You Want, I found that, you know, it was actually fairly common for people to have had fantasies about people wearing specific uniforms before. And I think the reason for that is that uniforms are this very easy way of conveying a specific status or role. And what we see is that when you look at the most popular uniforms that people are fantasizing about, they're fantasizing about people dressed up as police officers, as doctors, as military officers, right? So you see all of these people dressing up in uniforms that convey status and power. Now, I didn't have any Santa Claus-themed fantasies come up in that research, but then again, I also did not specifically ask about Santa Claus fantasies, so I don't know exactly how many people have ever been turned on by this idea before, but rest assured, in the next survey, I will be sure to ask people about Santa Claus. So if you think about somebody wearing a Santa Claus uniform, right, Santa has a lot of power, right? He's really the arbiter of who's been naughty and who's been nice. And he therefore gets to decide accordingly who gets rewarded and who gets punished. So that probably explains why a lot of the Santa Claus porn out there has these overt BDSM elements to it, with Santa usually taking on a pretty dominant role, such as by spanking naughty men and women. Now, related to this, Santa can also be seen as kind of a daddy figure of sorts, right? He's an older gentleman with a great beard, and he's got this kind of dominant streak. And there are a lot of people across genders and sexual orientations who find that combination of traits to be sexy. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention that part of Santa's sex appeal and part of the reason why people search for Christmas-themed porn more broadly might stem from the fact that some people are subverting what they consider to be a very wholesome and religious holiday. So in that sense, they're also breaking a taboo. So I think that's part of the appeal for some people, right? We know that Doing something that is taboo is one of the most popular themes that appears in people's sexual fantasies. And so this is just one other potential way of having a taboo element present. And then also maybe even combining it with some other interests, such as, say, an interest in BDSM. With all of that said, what makes Santa sexually appealing might vary from one person to the next. So if you're hot for Santa, you aren't alone because there are probably some people out there role-playing Santa and BDSM scenarios as we speak. Now, we have much more to discuss, including tips for enjoying stress-free holiday sex. But first, a quick break for a word from our sponsors. If one of your New Year's resolutions is to start a podcast, do yourself a favor and use Zencaster as your recording platform. It's what I use, and I love the results. Sign up today for a free two-week trial and use my exclusive discount code, SEXANDPSYCH, that's all one word, P-S-Y-C-H, to save 40% off their professional plan. Visit Zencaster.com to learn more. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. Looking to try something new in the bedroom next year? Promescent can give you the boost you're looking for. Check out their signature delay spray, which has been clinically shown to help men last longer in bed. They also have a female arousal gel, 
lubricants, Vitaflux supplements, and so much more. Promescent offers a 60-day money-back guarantee, free shipping on orders over $10, and discreet packaging to guarantee privacy. Learn more and place your order at promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. So this is a hot and horny time of year for a lot of people, right? People are Googling more sex-related stuff. They're often having more sex, right? We see this across a lot of different metrics. Now, something that I think is interesting and somewhat paradoxical is despite the fact that sexual interest tends to rise at this time of year, the holiday season also has this way of kind of putting the brakes on many people's sex lives because it can also be this very stressful time. Right. So I know when I think about the holidays, even though I associate it with sex, I also associate it with stress, right? Because you have to shop and find the perfect gift for various people. Also, when you go home and visit family for the holidays, sometimes there's pressure from parents or other family members to get married if you aren't already married or to have kids if you don't have kids. Then there's also the financial strain element, right? The holidays can be expensive between the decorations, the presents, all of this other stuff. And so when you combine all of these unique stressors together, it can actually be kind of easy for some people to feel more turned off than turned on. And I think that can lead some people in relationships to really start to feel disconnected from one another. So I recently wrote an article for the Astroglide blog that was a guide to better sex around the holidays. And you can read it in full over on astroglide.com for free. But here are some of the tips that I offered in that article for having better, less stressful sex around the holidays. My first tip is to make time to connect and to try new things together. Right. So during the holiday season, many of us are invited to a lot of different parties and gatherings. We also need to make time to spend with family and friends. We need to do gift exchanges and all of these other sorts of things. And also, this is going to vary from one person to the next, depending on what holidays you do or don't celebrate and how big your social network is. But for a lot of people, there is kind of all of this pressure to do all of these different things at this time of year. And suddenly, our calendars can be completely full, where all of our free time is spent with all of these things that we've agreed to do. And that can make it so that you have very little time for your relationship. So I think it's important to prioritize your relationship during the holiday season. And that can take a lot of different forms. Maybe it's that you're going to schedule a date night or a date weekend, whatever it is, depending on how much time you have. But basically, it's some dedicated time for you to connect and be intimate with your partner. And when you have this dedicated time set away, make sure to get rid of the distractions, right? This is not a time to sit there on your phones and laptops and other things. It's really time to connect. You're really focusing on the quality time here. And I think it's useful to try new things sexually when you have this kind of time together, because we know that trying new things in the bedroom is one of the keys to getting the spark back in your relationship and to keeping it going over time. And there are all kinds of ways that you can add novelty to your sex life. It can be as simple as trying a new sexual position or having sex in a new location. For some, it could be buying a new sex toy or sharing sexual fantasies. You know, there's all kinds of ways 
that you can add new things into your sex life. And many of them don't require any financial cost associated with them. So just kind of get creative and use that novelty to boost arousal and to keep the passion going. My second tip, and it's kind of related to the first one, is to not overextend yourself on obligations at this time of year. Because we know that the more things we feel obliged to do, the more stressful things tend to become, right? And so it can also be hard to say no when you start having all of these invitations come in to do different things, right? You don't want to feel like a bad person because you said no to this person or you said no to going to that event, but it's okay to say no sometimes. You know, for me personally, that was a very difficult lesson to learn both personally and professionally. And it took me a really long time to feel comfortable saying no, but sometimes you do just need to say no so that you can prioritize having some time for yourself. And if you're in a relationship, having some time for your partner as well. So it doesn't make you a bad person if you say no to some things. So pick and choose the invitations that you respond to and attend, right? And make sure you're setting aside some time for yourself and for your relationship to reduce that level of stress. My third tip is to steal the moment when the moment arises. So as we've been talking about, there's a lot of different things going on during the holiday season for many of us. And sometimes we can find it really hard to schedule that time, that dedicated time to really be with our partner and to have those moments of intimacy. So when a moment pops up, take advantage of it. And it can just be something for a brief period of time. You know, just a couple of minutes can be enough to have a moment of passion and intimacy and connection with your partner. And that might be as simple as pulling your partner aside into the restroom or the laundry room during a holiday party to have a long, passionate kiss or embrace. Or it can be while the kids are playing with their presents on the holidays you sneak off to bed to cuddle for a little bit or take a shower together, right? It's like you're finding these little moments in time where you can really connect and be present with one another. And I know that's easier said than done, but sometimes you just have to make your own moments if you don't have that real opportunity to set time aside for yourselves. And my final tip, and this is my favorite one, is to do a sexy gift exchange. So when people think about, you know, what they want in terms of holiday presents, right? There's often this whole wish list of things that they want or need, and it's not always the case that people put something sexual on the list, right? But do a little naughty gift exchange, right? There are all kinds of ways that you can do this. It can be elaborate. You know, maybe you're going to do a 12 days of Christmas kind of thing where each day you kind of take turns sharing a new sex toy or something else you can incorporate into your sex life with each other. Or if you don't want to spend any money on it, it can just be sharing a different fantasy each day, right? There are all kinds of ways you can get creative with this and make it work for different budgets. You can also do just a single gift exchange, maybe on Christmas Eve or, you know, it's some other point that makes sense and lines up with whatever holidays it is that you're celebrating, but you're just sort of trading a sexual novelty with one another, something that you want to incorporate into your sex life. This can be a great way to introduce a fantasy that you've never shared with your partner before, but also to introduce that element of novelty into your relationship that, like I said, can help get the spark back 
and keep it going. And, you know, you can also do things that make this a gift that keeps giving all year, you know, so maybe you'll sign up for a sex toy of the month club so that you have something delivered every month that prompts you to continually have that conversation about sex and to keep trying new and different things together. And if you're not in a relationship, you can still sign up for one of these sex toy of the month club things and use that as an opportunity to explore yourself and your own fantasies, right? I think sexual self-exploration is actually really important. So think about giving yourself a sexy gift. And that could also mean, you know, maybe some sexy underwear or some clothing, something that you wear that makes you feel sexy. Because when you feel sexy, when you feel confident, that's really one of the keys to having great and amazing sex because you're walking into that situation feeling comfortable and confident. And then you're not going to be in your head and be distracted the whole time over analyzing the situation. So as I said, while the winter holidays can be one of the most wonderful times of the year, they can also be pretty stressful. So I think it's important to take some steps to avoid allowing that stress to sabotage your intimate life by not overextending yourself on commitments, by putting some quality time on the schedule, stealing the moment when it arises, and making sexual novelty part of your gift exchange. With all of that said, I wish you all a very happy holiday season and the best for a very sexy new year. I am very much looking forward to the next year of podcasts. I have a lot of great guests and great topics lined up. And if there's anything you would like to see on the show or hear about on the show, please do feel free to reach out to me on social media or visit my website and shoot me an email. And I'd love to hear from you and hear about what you want to hear on the show in the new year. Thank you for listening. To keep up with new episodes of this podcast, which was made on Zencaster, visit my website, Sex and Psychology at sexandpsychology.com, or subscribe on your favorite platform, where I hope you'll take a moment to rate and review the show. You can also follow me on social media for daily sex research updates. I'm on Twitter at Justin Laymiller and Instagram at Justin J. Laymiller. Also, be sure to check out my book, Tell Me What You Want, and I wish you all a very happy new year. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.